Good Morning Liberty. Well, what is up, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of Good Morning Liberty. I am your host, Nate Thurston, and across from me today is a very special guest, Mr. Charles Chuck Thompson, who is an expert at Healthcare Payment Automation Services, joining us for the show today. How's it going today, Charlie? Thanks for having me on, man. It's a real honor. Yeah. I've I'm heard glad lots you of good it. things about this show. Yeah, you probably won't be as good as our last guest that we had on Friday. No. But, uh, you know, you try yeah. and match up to him. I'm much worse looking than Alex. <laughs> what a great guy. He was really good. He did a great job. He made me look bad. You could tell that he does the radio there from time to time. And uh, he go back, if you didn't listen to it, go back to Friday's episode and listen to the episode with Alex. That thing is loosened up, by the way, right there, Charlie. That little... The little turn guy right there. Okay, so we got a couple topics we're going to be talking about. It's Monday, which means we get to recap some of the dumb stuff over the weekend, I guess. Every day is a dumb bleep, and this one seems especially dumb, except for the person who won the lottery over the weekend, who, personally, I'm pretty jealous of that person. I just want to talk when to them. The, was it Friday night's drawing? Friday or Saturday, I think. I can't remember. Friday or Saturday, one of those. Okay. Um, don't remember which one it was, but yeah, someone got like, I don't the, think it's me. I didn't check my ticket. <laughs> no, it was someone in Chicago one. It was probably yeah. Pritzker, the one who, uh, <laughs> who won the lottery. I bet. So I, you know, I, I just wanted to talk to the person and ask him how, it, how it feels. And if I could borrow some money, <laughs> yeah. you know, I don't want to bother him. I just want them to give me some money. So anyway, Charlie, how was your weekend? You played golf on Friday. Was that good? Yeah. Yeah. It was a good time. Okay. All right. We'll try not to talk too much about it. We do have a show to do, so let's try and get into Yeah, I didn't want to, you know, beat around the bush today. I, I just got wanted you. to write in. All right. So I while we're talking about the lottery, I was reading up on all the money that goes into this thing. And so that's actually one of the first things I wanted to talk about. And then we're going to talk about this pact act that people are upset about right now because the Republicans hate veterans and they want them all to die. <laughs> Uh, which is what we learned late last week. And John Stewart's been out there just railing against Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz has been out there in Cancun railing against John Stewart. And I wanted to try and set the record straight a little bit because a lot of people on Twitter, it's, it's been trending on my Twitter. The words 400 billion have been trending like all weekend in the PACT Act. And what's going on with that? But first, Charlie, I wanted to talk to you about this lottery thing. Now, no one, we're not going to win, okay? Statistically, we're not going to win. Yeah. Yeah, this is one of the times where you have a better chance of dying from COVID. Did I'm pretty you, sure. Did you play? Yes. Okay, finally. <laughs> Only because uh, I, was with, I was with my family, and um, my, my sister-in-law went into the gas station and was like, hey, do you guys want some tickets? I was like, yeah. She brought him back. I was like, let me Venmo, you, you know, cash app you. She's like, oh, no, no, you don't need to cash app me for these. You know, <laughs> just in case, just in case I won. Right. But yeah, when it gets up to that much, you're like, okay, it's worth a few bucks yeah. chipping in. Did you play? You definitely can't win if you don't buy it. That's 100%. It's 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Your chances are way higher mm -hmm. if you play than if you don't play. You know, for a golf reference, since you love golf so much. Mm, I love it. You yeah. know, that you're playing this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Lee Trevino always said that in the history of golf, the hole has never moved closer to the ball 
that's true. I don't know who so, that person is, but they're right. So, so if you leave a putt short, you're never going to make it because the oh, hole's never okay. going to move. Yeah, yeah, I got gotcha. you. That's what I mean. Definitely if you a don't, golf reference. If you don't get there, like if you don't purchase, if you don't participate, mm-hmm. the lottery's not going to come to you. Is what I'm trying to say. Someone's going to win. Might as well be you. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the deal. I read up a lot on the lottery and all the money that goes into it and what they do with the money. Different states have different things that they do with it. And it got me thinking, which a lot of people have thought a lot about, why don't we just fund the government with a lottery? You know? I mean, it's people voluntarily putting their money in. It's mm-hmm. a tax on poor people, essentially, you know, is what, what people call it. Well, why don't we do that? I don't know how the logistics work once you need the budget to be that big on it, how much money you're going to pay out and tax back and all that. But, Lord, the uh, the governments, you know, they got this worked out. They get to tax that whole thing. The state governments can take a portion of it. You know, it's pretty good for whatever state wins the thing. It's good for all the stations that sell all the tickets. And it's good for, like, one person yeah. that, that wins the whole thing. And there were a few people that won, like, a million bucks, something like that. But we all participate voluntarily in this tax that just benefits like five or six people. Because there's a chance. There's a chance. Yeah. And so since you know that you could potentially get something good out of it that could change your life, you're like, well, this is way better than normal taxation. So Mm. I'll put a little bit of money towards this because I could actually get something back out of this whole thing. And it could change the rest of my life. So I was reading up on the history of the lotteries, and that's, you know, wouldn't be the first government that funded themselves off of a lottery. So they've, they've been going for a long time. This is from moneycrashers.com. Caesar Augustus. Mm. They were, yeah, they were in the lottery all the way back then. Tickets have prizes such as real estate, ships, or slaves. Mm. You know, depending on how many numbers you got right. And uh, <laughs> so, by the way, this uh, um, playing the lottery is racist. Yeah. We know that. European governments during the Middle Ages, so they relied heavily on lotteries for revenue. State-run lotteries have been very lucrative, of course. The U.S. got a long history of lotteries, considered voluntary taxes. Each lottery were used to fund new colleges, such as Harvard, Dartmouth, Yale, and Brown. In 1745, the General Court of Massachusetts passed an act allowing a lottery to pay off costs defending the colony's frontier and seacoast. By 1831, eight states had 420 lotteries, held 420 lotteries. Uh, Gallup says that 50% of Americans buy state lottery tickets each year. And uh, by the way, the majority of people that participate do have a college or postgraduate degree. Hmm. So it's not just a tax on stupid people, as they say. Yeah. It's a tax on stupid people that paid a bunch of money for college. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so in 2015, $110 billion worth of lottery tickets were sold in the U.S. $33 billion of that went to state and local governments. And according to the U.S. Treasury Department, that represents approximately one-tenth of the federal government's annual revenue from corporate taxes and slightly more than 2% of the $1.5 trillion received from individual income taxes. So why don't we, why don't we use this? You couple that with the what 400 billion dollars that americans donate yeah to charity you've got over half a trillion dollars and now imagine if it was like if if it were for other things you know they could have a few different prizes 
and get people to donate more probably there there would probably be more participation in the lottery mm-hmm. if they would have like other smaller prizes more you know? payouts like uh, AR15 rifles yeah exactly <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I think this I w- won one of those. By the way, you did. I don't yeah, know if I you know that. that or, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you won that rifle drawing. Mm-hmm. So I think this would be a cool thing for us to talk more about, and it's it's really the idea of the whole thing that really interests me. I don't know about all the intricacies about how it would work with the math and the stats and the odds and all that. How this would actually work out? How many people would participate? But look at how many people participate in what is essentially a tax where a large portion does end up going to the government. So one person or a few people end up taking a bunch of the money and everyone's like perfectly fine with this on a voluntary basis, with this potentially getting paid back out to them versus well, this other idea where we all pay a little bit of whatever we make and it just gets spread out evenly among like all the, you know, all the people and we never really see anything from it. All the connected people. All the connected people get <laughs> most of it, of course. And uh, and we're not quite as happy about that whole idea. What's the key? The key word there is voluntary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you're making a conscience, a conscious choice to spend money on a lottery ticket in the hopes, in the slim chance that you would be that winner, because somebody did win. Mm-hmm. That person in Chicago did win. I wanted to make fun of a couple states real quick. Uh, 44 of the 50 states have a lottery with proceeds boosting state revenues. Three of the states, Mississippi, Alabama, and Utah, ban lotteries on religious grounds. They have taken the moral religious stance of refusing to allow people to voluntarily gamble their money, and instead they're just going to steal money from everyone. Exactly. Because that's what Jesus wanted them to do. That's a great freaking idea, all those religious states out there. Great job. Oh, man. Oh, that's hilarious. The states with the largest populations, New York, Florida, California, and Texas, account for the greatest sales. Uh, An average of 62% of each dollar goes to the lottery winner, 5% goes to the administration, and 33% is sent to the state government sponsoring the lottery. All right, so this... This whole article would have reasons that you would support it. Now, voluntary, that's one of the things that we were talking about. That's pretty important. We're still talking about a tax here. Like, hardly anyone's going to get anything from this. You're going to get, like, the people who win and then their family and their community. It's going to be about it. But you also get all the businesses that sell the tickets. They get commissions from it. A lot of businesses actually wouldn't be able to stay afloat if it weren't for the commissions off of all their lottery sales. And that brings people in the door that then mm-hmm. buy other goods while they're there. Exactly. You're it, like, well, I might as well get a soft pack of Winston 100s while I'm picking <laughs> up my lottery ticket. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Illinois, by the way, the place that uh, won this time, 64% prize paid to the winners, 25% goes to good causes. 6% retail commissions, 5% other expenses. Good causes. They talk about the school fund, capital projects, specialty tickets. I don't know what that is. Is that where they give you a special ticket on the highway when you're mm. driving too fast, I think? I don't know. I'm not really sure. Now, there's an issue with what they would do in the budget that people do bring up on th- on this. We're, we're thinking about how a lottery could save us on taxes, right? Like, that would make it more voluntary. That would be awesome. I do think it would do that. But is the government honest enough? to use that money for that specific thing and not still just use our other money on other stuff at the same time. Like, would they not just still find a way to screw us out of both sides? Yeah. I'm pretty sure they would. Mm -hmm. There's reasons to oppose a national lottery that this website listed out. 
And by the way, all of the reasons on here are also general reasons that you should be opposed to taxation. So they're nothing special to the lottery. You know, they put, throw some moral stuff in here and bad economic effects and stuff. They're all the same reasons you would be opposed to taxation. Mm -hmm. So they say the negative effect on society. You know, now they are talking about it being a form of gambling. It's a gateway. It's a gateway. Mate. It's a gambling gateway. Exactly, man. Sponsored by the state. State-sponsored gambling. Instead of state-sponsored theft, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's good. Just teach your kids, like, you don't have money for something, just steal it from someone else. Yeah. That's fine. That's how we fund all the things that we need, just a little bit of theft. Regressive economic effects. So Freedom Works says that the poor are the greatest victims of state lotteries spending a larger proportion of their income to buy tickets. Come on, Freedom Works. According to a Salon article, households with annual incomes of less than $13,000 spend 9% of their take-home income on lottery tickets. That's not a, that's not a good idea. Mm. But it is interesting that this is like the only tax money we get from these people. <laughs> also, uh, 1987 Duke Sales University tax. Sales, yeah. Uh, study by Duke University Commons found that lottery tickets are an implicit regressive tax in virtually all cases, but it is voluntary. There's that whole voluntary word in there that they're completely willing to fork over. Yeah. Go through some of the lost taxes, wages, and jobs here. All right, money. Like I said, you can use this for taxes. Right. Also, money spent on lottery tickets, exempt from taxation in most states, would otherwise be used for taxable products and services. So we could get sales tax on these things, mm -hmm. and we're not getting it. Retailers selling tickets lose, uh, lose revenues uh, as their customers purchase low margin tickets rather than food, beverages, and other high margin offerings. They also purchase those things too. Yeah, they. How well, many times have you been in the grocery store? Now, I know this is anecdotal, but how many times have you been in the grocery store or gas station and, like, someone's buying a lottery ticket and they don't also have a soda yeah. or a pack of cigarettes or gum or something along with it? It's not like people are, they go, well, I, I haven't had anything to eat today, but um, I'm just going to get this lottery ticket here instead and I'm just not going to eat, you know? Right. I was, I was going to get that. I was going to get that burrito. But uh, instead, I'm going to get this lottery ticket. No, I end up getting both of them. Because then I can you have know. burritos for life mm -hmm. if I win. <laughs> free burritos for life, man. Not free, but who cares what they cost? Economist Richard Wolf writing. Uh, in Richard the, Wolf, by the way, he's been on dumb, his dumb bleep specialty. Dick Wolf. Mm hmm. Writing in the monthly review claims that lotteries take huge sums from large masses of people who would otherwise likely spend that money on goods and services whose production would give people. Jobs. Now, erase the word lotteries and put taxes. Taxes take huge sums of large, uh, huge sums from large masses of people who would otherwise likely spend that money on goods and services. True. Yeah. No. So it's his, interchangeable. His problem here is that it's voluntary. That's the only thing I can come up with. Yes. He doesn't like that people are voluntarily giving money over. He wants control. He wants to be able to forcefully take money from people without their permission. Mm -hmm. And that's all he cares about because he's a Galdern socialist. Finally, oppo opponents warn that directing the ticket proceeds to pay down the national debt will be diverted to other less visible uses. Now, this is true. They point to a report in the National Gambling Impact Study Commission that suggests legislators often divert state lottery revenues from their stated purpose to the state's general funds. No way they would do that. Mm -mm. Just like Social Security is in a lockbox, this lottery is also in a lockbox. Or... By the way, they still they also do that with new special taxes. 
Like, oh, we're going to have this new special property tax from the beginning of this year to the end of a it's year. It's for the children. And it's for this specific thing. And then even if they do put it towards that thing, they keep that special tax there forever. And then they just use it for, for whatever they want mm. for the rest of your life and your kids' lives. I'm like, this is all, this all applies to taxes. According to uh, S. Van Wilkins Jr., minority leader in the Virginia House, Quote, there's absolutely no point in earmarking except for fooling people into thinking we're doing something for education when we didn't do a thing. It didn't change the budget one pity. One penny, it's a sham. But again, it's a it's a whole volunteer. Look, there's a real moral conundrum here. And the I think you make the point great, Nate, obviously. Thanks. Which is it's <laughs> it's one or the other, right? Okay, okay. Like, let's just concede that you have to pay for organized society. Okay. How do you do that? Right now? I would, one could make an argument that the reason that Southerners had slaves back in the day was for pay to pay for organized society. They needed a way to have cheaper labor, Mm. even though that, that can be contended with or whatever. And so it, like it was worth it for organized society, but there was a real moral conundrum with that. Uh, I would say the so. fact that you were enslaving people mm. for the greater good of society, so to speak. Now, wouldn't you think? Hopefully, we get to a point where we're like, "Oh, well, taxation is the same thing." How about we 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 say that these are good ideas? Hey, we would like to do this for organized society. Would you please donate money? Or here, we've set up this fifty-fifty raffle for you. And you know, how many games have you been to? Remember in, when we went to high school basketball games and stuff where they had the 50-50 raffle and god darn it, most people that want it would just donate the whole thing. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't even take their 50%. That happens. Yeah. It does happen. I just think- so So what? <laughs> this is the, like, I guess the next stage in this moral conundrumism. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? You know the thing. Yeah. And yeah. where we went from, like, you know, all these horrible things that we did for the greater good of society. And now it's still taxes and it's still immoral. And hopefully one day we also will see the end of that. But it's not, you see, making it voluntary takes away the immorality of it. If we are going to have a government that is funded voluntarily by people, I think that it loses almost all of its immorality. And it all it puts a check over what the government could do to harm society if you're getting voluntary money. And Not only does it put a check, it changes incentives. The, exactly. Yeah. If you if you're getting voluntary money now, okay, well this just opened the so the Ayn Rand you know the Ayn Rand idea was that you would have you should have a government. She was not an anarchist that you would have a government, but it would be funded voluntarily, and then everyone laughed at her. And uh, But you should. It should be funded voluntarily because if they do something and they're taking away the liberties away from people or they're wasting all the money that they're getting, well, people are going to be less likely to put their money towards that voluntary government. Kind of messes up the incentive structure. I'm arguing against our whole conversation. Messes up the incentive structure when your incentive to play the lottery is for someone to win a whole bunch of money, then you kind of lose that incentive structure for the government to still try and win the money. You know what I'm saying? People are putting in the money because they want to get a, a large payout back. Mm. And and so, okay, are you going to not take a chance on winning a billion dollars because you don't like what the government spent the money on over here? I hope so, all those lefties didn't play. 
Yeah. Because no one should have a billion dollars name. No, no. So there's no reason they should have played. I assume that if the people who won are on the left, that they donated all but about $29,000 of it. That's what they kept. And they divided the rest of it out. Yeah, because no one deserves a billion dollars. You know what they should do? They should take that lottery money instead of giving it to one person. They should divide it out among all the people who play the lottery. (laughs) Equally. Equally. (laughs) That's what they should do. No matter how much you put into it. It doesn't matter. Now, but would anyone play, play that lottery? <laughs> right. No, no one would no one would play that lottery. Not they wouldn't even play that lottery. No. Okay, let's talk about the next thing real fast here. So I saw this controversy going on on the Twitter webs over the weekend over this bill. So there's this bill, it's called the PACT Act. And what this is, is gonna put a bunch of money towards helping veterans who are exposed to toxic materials like the burn pits. And uh, they got a lot of health problems going on right now. So they're basically increasing and putting money directly towards that. It's an extra $280 billion is what they're technically voting on. Now, there was a vote on this bill uh, back in June, on June 16th. And the Senate voted to pass this bill. But there was a technical error. There was some kind of clerical error. And they Mm. had to redo the vote last week. And this time, the Senate did not vote to pass the bill. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. I do a lot of things to take care of my mind. For a while there, it wasn't something that I ever thought about. I thought I could just go through life and not ever think about my mental health, whether or not I was too stressed out, whether or not I was burnt out, whether or not there were things that I could actually solve. But if you think about it, you're only gonna get this one mind, this one brain, and you should really take good care of it in the same way that you would take care of your car if you were going to have to use it for the rest of your life. Don't waste any of your time being upset, angry, depressed, anxious, burnout, stressed out when there could be something you could do to actually fix it. There's a lot of things you can do, by the way. You could take some naps if you want to. You can take some time off, take a vacation. But there's also better help online therapy. So therapy is something I've done. Charlie uses BetterHelp still. He's been using it for over a year now. So if there's something that you need to talk to someone about, you could use BetterHelp. Now BetterHelp is an online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat only therapy sessions. So you don't have to see anyone on the camera if you don't want to. It's a lot more affordable than in-person therapy. You can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. And our listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash GML. That's betterhelp.com slash GML. So this time they said no. And people are very upset about this because that means that uh, Republicans hate veterans. Now there's a couple sides to this argument. And I will say both sides of this argument are right on like, 60 to 70 percent of the stuff that they're saying john stewart is out there the comedian uh used to be a comedian i don't really know what he is right now uh, but he's out there very upset calling out ted cruz and a bunch of other people uh, because he's been out there pushing this bill and we're going to play a couple videos because it's been very confusing what they did here what they essentially did is there's this discretionary budget and this mandatory budget they took 400 billion dollars out of the discretionary budget put it over to the mandatory budget and republicans are out there saying that that means they're going to spend 400 billion dollars on a bunch of stuff that is not even going to be related to veterans health care and so that's where we're at in the argument 
then people are looking at the bill and they're saying, no, no, look at the bill. It says they got to spend this money on veterans health care. And they're kind of right about that, but they're missing the side of the argument. The other side that John Stewart's mad about is that Republicans passed this thing in middle June, the same bill, nothing changed in it. Didn't change this whole discretionary mandatory thing was in it in June when they passed it. What did change was the inflation reduction act, which went through last, last week. Uh, which popped up last week magically with about $400 billion worth of spending on climate-related things in it. So that's one thing that popped up that they're saying... It's going to reduce inflation. That's going to reduce inflation. Yeah, yeah of course. Uh, now, this is all conceding that? the fact that we have $400 billion to spend. Yeah. 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 So and, we're starting the argument from well, that premise. So the $400 billion, by the way, it's already in the budget. This bill itself adds $280 billion for this specific burn pit thing. But what they did was they took another 400 billion and they shifted it from discretionary to mandatory. We're gonna watch some videos that are gonna get us learned up on this whole topic so we can have good conversations with people online about this whole thing and we'll see who's right. We're gonna play a couple from Jon Stewart and one from Pat Toomey, who's the one who said that they should not vote in favor of it. Let's see who's right. I'm used to the hypocrisy. Christina Kino will tell you from BFW. They, she sat in an office with Mitch McConnell and a war veteran from Kentucky, and he looked that man in the eyes and he said, we'll get it done. And he lied to him. I'm used to the lies. I'm used to the hypocrisy. I'm used to all of it. But I am not used to the cruelty. They passed it. June 16th. They passed the PACT Act. They passed it. Every one of these individuals that has been fighting for years, standing on the shoulders of Vietnam veterans who have been fighting for years, standing on the shoulders of Persian Gulf War veterans fighting for years, Desert Storm veterans, to just get the health care and benefits that they earned from their service. And I don't care if they were fighting for our freedom. I don't care if they were fighting for the flag. I don't care if they were fighting because they wanted to get out of a drug treatment center or it was jail or the army i don't give it they lived up to their oath and yesterday they spit on it in abject cruelty senator toomey's not going to hear that because he won't sit down with this man because he is a coward you hear me a coward and like i say i'm used to it but this type of cruelty on those that we say we hold up as our most valued Americans? Obviously an emotional uh, speech there. How do you how do you deny that? I mean... That gets you fired up. It gets, I mean, I'm mad. That gets the people going. I'm mad at the Republicans. Let's vote them out. Vote every one of them out of how office. How could they be so cruel? Terrible people, of course. Uh, but there, there is more to this story. Now, Jon Stewart has a, another video out here where he calls out Ted Cruz. He responds to some stuff Ted Cruz said. This is another two minutes. And I've, I've kind of slimmed some of this down to the meat of the issue. And then we'll get to Pat Toomey's actual speech about what was wrong with this bill so we can see who's right about this whole thing. But what the dispute is about is the Democrats played a budgetary trick, which is they took $400 billion in, in discretionary spending and they shifted it to mandatory. One thing, what Ted Cruz is describing is Inaccurate, not true. Bullshit! Oh, by the way, earmuffs. The, the previous video was edited. This one is not. This is no trick. 
Everything in the government is either mandatory or discretionary spending, depending on which bucket they feel like putting it in. The whole place is basically a fucking shell game. And he's pretending that this is some new thing that the Democrats pulled out, stuck into the bill, and snuck it past one Ted Cruz. It's always been mandatory spending so that the government can't just cut off their funding at any point. No trick, no gimmick, been there the whole fucking time. It's nonsense. There is nothing in the bill that is not related to- Okay, now where he just said it's always been mandatory spending, just so you know, what he means is in this bill, which was passed in June, it was mandatory spending in that bill. It, he is right. It did not change. This actual spending, obviously, it is in the bill. It changes it from discretionary to mandatory. So the $400 billion has not always been mandatory spending. It's always been discretionary spending. Just it's only to, always been as of this bill. As of this bill that they voted on on June 16th, mm -hmm. it has been in mandatory. Every time you say that, I cringe because you're like, gee... You know, I, want, I feel like you're saying Jan 6. Oh, man. I'm and so sorry. I cringe until you, sorry. until you get June out all the way. No, I would never bring that up. Okay. We'll have to edit that out. Thanks. Veterans spending. And don't take my word for it. An asshole on an iPhone. Read it. It's at congress.gov. This is for veterans who suffered health effects from being exposed to burn pits and other toxins. That is it. What the Republicans got made clear uh, is if we leave that spending as discretionary, don't play the budgetary trick, the bill will pass with 80 or 90 votes. I don't know how many other ways to say this, but there was no budgetary trick and it was always mandatory. And when they voted in the Senate on June 16th, they actually got 84 votes. And you know who voted for that? Ted fucking Cruz and every other one of those Republicans that switched their votes. There was no reason for them to switch the votes. The bill that passed the Senate 84 to 14 on June 16th has not had one word added to it by Democrats or spending fairies or anybody else. It's the same fucking bill. Right. He, he feels a way about this. It is the same bill. He's right about that. Now, he was wrong about something very specific that he said in there. He said, look at the bill, go read it. It says uh, mandatory. This is what it must be spent on. Okay, he's kind of right about that. But there is this other, there is a budgetary gimmick that they are playing. Now, he's wrong and he's right. He's wrong about this doesn't create any more money for being spent. He's wrong about that. He's right about the fact that this bill didn't change from the one on June 16th. He's right that the Republicans voted to pass this bill. On June 16th, they did, and they changed their votes. And I maybe it has something to do with uh, with this Inflation Reduction Act and all the spending that's inside of that. Maybe none of them read the bill, and they've had time to read it since then. I don't know. I, I, I have no clue what the reason is. So he is right on that fact. But I did also want to play, and you just have to – this. I, I find this to be very important, and I will tell you – there is a very important lesson to be learned in this entire thing. This is why we're talking about it. We don't normally talk about all these little political infighting things on specific bills going back and forth. There is a reason that this all really matters that we will get to. Here's what Pat Toomey had to say about it. What we want to do is to ensure that the PACT Act is not used as a vehicle to dramatically increase spending outside of the objective of the bill, which is to cover specific 
health care and benefits for veterans. As it is written, as we are currently considering it, the PACT Act includes a budget gimmick that's designed to do exactly that. This gimmick was not in the House bill. This gimmick is not necessary to achieve the underlying purpose of the legislation. Now, to explain this a little bit, Mr. President, I've got to explain a little bit about how the federal government spends money around here. We have two big categories of federal spending. We have what we call discretionary spending. That is the spending that is appropriated annually by Congress. That spending is limited every year. There's a cap on how much can be spent in that category. That's the first category. The second category of federal spending we call mandatory spending, automatic spending. It occurs not by appropriation, it's driven by eligibility for various programs, and it does not depend on a congressional appropriation. So those are the two big categories of spending. Now, of course, as we all know, current law already obligates the VA to spend a great deal of money on veterans' health care and benefits, as it should. In particular, there's about $400 billion over the next 10 years that the VA will spend on veterans' toxic exposure care and benefits, about $400 billion. That's existing law. That's going to happen no matter what we do with this bill. That $400 billion has always been categorized in the discretionary spending category of federal spending, and therefore, it's subject to caps, limits. Now, what the PACT Act does is it expands this obligation on the part of the VA, and it expands it a lot by about $280 billion over the next 10 years. And it takes all of that new spending, the $280 billion of new spending that the VA will spend under the PACT Act, and it puts it in the mandatory spending category. Not the discretionary, but the mandatory spending category. I have no quarrels with the $280 billion being in the mandatory category that's not the issue at hand. Here's the problem with this bill. Here's the budgetary gimmick. This is what is outrageous. The bill takes the $400 billion that I mentioned earlier that is obligated to be spent by the Veterans Administration by legislation passed many years ago, money that's going to be spent. It enables that spending to be shifted from the discretionary category to the mandatory category of spending. You could say, well, so what? The government's still gonna spend the money either way, that's true. It's gonna go for the same purpose to the same people who need it, that's all true. So why does it matter? Well, here's the reason. As I said earlier, there are caps on how much discretionary spending can occur in any given year. By moving this big category of spending, this $400 billion, out of the discretionary category and putting it into mandatory, you create this big hole under the cap. Now, when you create that big hole, guess what happens with that big hole? It gets filled with spending on who knows what. Now, again, I want to stress, my, my quarrel here is not with the underlying purpose of the bill. It's about a budget gimmick that's designed to allow hundreds of billions of dollars in additional unrelated spending, having nothing to do with veterans. Could be anything. It's this big, gaping hole created by design in our discretionary spending category. I wanted to talk about this today, and I got bored during that video. And I trimmed out all the pauses that he had mm. and made it cut as short as possible and a bunch of filler words and stuff. And if I got bored during that video, and I still stopped it a minute early from the 12-minute video that I cut earlier, I cut it down to 4 minutes and 40 seconds, and I still stopped it a minute early. How many people do you think are actually going to go listen to that? I got to tell you, St John Stewart's much more articulate. Yeah. 
John Stewart's argument was much more compelling. Republicans hate veterans. Let's, let's just say that. Yeah. That's way easier. Yeah. Republicans hate veterans. Mm. That's all it is. So here's what they did. They, they took that money out of the discretionary budget and they moved it into the mandatory, but the money they've already appropriated in the discretionary. Now they've just made a bunch of room in there. It's like putting a franchise tag on someone like as a, you know, so you can open up your salary cap as a, as a team owner, you know, yeah. it's like that. It's some kind of gimmick like that where you can, because it wasn't a one-to-one transfer. No, it didn't remove the money from the discretionary and put it in the mandatory. It keeps the budget in the discretionary and and it makes new money in the mandatory. And so they just created another $400 billion that like he just said, it's going to get spent on something. And it doesn't have to be veterans. Likely won't be veterans. And then some. And, and then, yeah. And then some. And so both of the sides here are right. There is a budget gimmick that has occurred here where they've created $400 billion in the budget to spend on things that are unrelated to veterans health care. That is extremely true. It is true that this was in the bill that they voted on in June and they were fine with it. And they, were, they thought they were, the Republicans were fine with sneaking through. With that, that's what everyone needs to learn. There's what happens when you don't actually have any principles. Sometimes you get caught not having any principles, mm. and that's what just happened to him. The other thing that's I want to know what was this clerical error that allowed them to, that made them revote on this. <laughs> I don't know what it was exactly. Um, like, how did they pull that off? I don't know. <laughs> how did they say like, oh, we voted on this, and like, how did they be like, oh, there's a clerical error, we got to revote? Yeah, um, that was a unfortunate. I guess, or fortunate, whichever way you want to look at it. The $400 billion they're talking about still going to get spent regardless. It's already in the budget. They're just talking about how they can add in this new $280 billion. It's not that they don't have any budget for people exposed to toxic burn pits and stuff like that. They've already got a bunch of money they're spending on it every year. They're just expanding that budget out. They're almost doubling it uh, to, to help with that. But, of course, Republicans hate veterans. That's the main thing that you want to get across. The Democrats are geniuses when it comes to it's just like the Republicans voting to end Obamacare, you know, when they didn't actually have any power. The Democrats right now, they're running, they're doing all this stuff to try and make Republicans look as bad as possible. They can like like trying to legalize weed, but basically creating a way worse environment for legalized weed than there even is for like illegal weed right mm. now. Or the uh, with contraceptives, they're going to have a vote on the contraceptive thing, you know, and oh, well, it skips around religious freedoms and is going to force businesses that don't want to provide it to provide it. But well, that means Republicans want to ban contraceptives. That's what that's what that means. They had that vote. And so they're really geniuses when it comes to this. Here's the point. This you know, you say like, this is your brain on drugs. This is your health care on government. Mm. This right here. This is for veterans. This is for the people that we will get chills and cry and take off our hats and, and, and all that stuff for them and all the stuff that they've done. Imagine this being for all the health care expenditures for everyone in the United States all the time. All the, every year, all the time. What the, what are they going to do? I do not trust the government to do this kind of BS controlling all the Medicare for all for everyone. Let's say we had like a real pandemic where like, you know, 50% of the population was dying. And then you had the government deciding whether they were going to move money from mandatory or not. And you, you couldn't get the actual shot that you needed. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, and we've already done this comparative analysis. I don't remember the exact numbers. You'll have to go back to like um, like episode 50, I think, 
Um, but anyway, but I I did a comparison uh, comparison between HCA healthcare and the Veterans Administration healthcare, and <laughs> the difference is staggering. By the way, um, HCA sees more patients. They have more hospitals. They have more physicians. More people working for them. Um, all of that, and they do it on about uh, I think it was around one eighth the budget that the Veterans Administration has. Yeah, which is insane. And they still and also they make a profit mm-hmm. on top of that. Now you tell me which one you'd rather go see. I got you know not I, the government. Um, the VA killed my grandmother, so <laughs> I'm, I've I was been trying over, not to bring it up. But I've been over them for a while. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's over it. Mm-hmm. I summed it up for someone. And you can't sue them. I know that's great. You can't. You can't. It's crazy. Real quick uh, response I had with someone here. Now, here's what people are saying. Now, look at the bill. Now, people think they're doing really good research on this. They go, they look at the bill. What does this money have to go towards? Or they took a screenshot from someone else. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, here's the stuff it has to go towards here in the bill. See, it says the Republicans are saying this can be spent on anything, and they're totally wrong. This $400 can't be just spent on anything. It says it's got to be spent on burn pits or anti-burn pits. Republicans Mm. are pro-burn pit. And, and so there, you know, it looks like people are doing their research really well. Look at the bill. It says it has to be spent on this, but they're missing the part that this was removed from another budget. And now that budget looks like it's got $400 billion that can be spent on anything. And so instead of removing that money from that budget and putting it into this one, they've just created this new money out of nowhere. You know, it's, it's like the, they're, you know, they've been hanging out with people from the fed. Quite so why a bit. can't they just add that amendment? On there. Well, they're trying to. Um, I I just explained it to this person that posted that. Uh, I said, it's like budgeting $500 for fun and games at your house. Like, say, like beer and Netflix. You got, like, a discretionary $500 at your house. And then there's 500 bucks for bills. And then, later on, you decide you're going to classify beer as a bill. And then you add that to the amount you need for your bill budget. But then you leave the same $500 for fun and games budget in place. Which uh, sounds fun. Which means you can just go spend, you know, whatever money you were spending in the other budget on beer. You can go spend it on whatever it is that you want to do instead of just removing that from that budget. Without it actually increasing any revenue. And so there is a gimmick that <laughs> yeah. is taking place, but they did vote on it and they voted yay a month ago or a month and a half ago. Both sides are right and wrong right now. I would say the Republicans are mostly right, but they're also wrong because they thought they were going to squeak by with no principles in June 6th, on June 16th, and they ended up getting caught having no principles here. They should have been against it the entire time, like our man Rand Paul was the entire time when the original bill went through. He was one of the nays on there and still one of the nays. Romney was a nay. Mike Lee was a nay uh, on this. Pat Toomey was a nay the first time around. As well. And now there's a bunch of other people added on their vote no this time. Only the people here at the top are the ones that are able to say that they've hold, held the same principles on this bill the whole time. And the other ones are not. And that's the problem with not actually having any principles. I want to tell you guys about a sponsor for the show, which is the Expat Money Show from our good friend Mikkel Thorup. Listen, becoming an expat, that is a difficult decision. But for those of you that are in any way on the fence about this, you're curious about it, you wonder about the logistics of it, hands down, Expat Money Show is the best place to go to hear 
all of the advice, all of the strategy on how to do this. You're going to learn all about precious metals, uh, how to store your money best way possible. You're going to learn about cool things like how to legally avoid paying taxes, getting passports so you can travel all around the world, how to actually protect the assets that you have from some of these tyrannical governments. And by the way, there is an expat online money summit, the expat money summit that is coming up in November. And yes, it is going to have the one and only Ron Paul speaking. It's not the easiest thing in the world to do. There's a lot of different ways to do it, but I tell you what, Mikkel, he knows exactly what to do because he has been living this life. He's not just a guy that's out there talking about this thing that you can do. He's literally living it on a daily basis. He knows everything there is to know about becoming an expat. So go to the expat money show, listen to that podcast, and also go sign up for the free expat money summit coming up in November. Once again, go to the expat money show on all of your podcast apps and go to the link in the show notes. So you can sign up for the free online expat money summit. That's your healthcare on government. That is your healthcare on government. And it's a real, it's a real sad state of affairs mm-hmm. of veteran affairs. And, is what is sad. It, and it is sad that they are using, so what they do is they take something like this, like creating $400 billion inside of their budget that they wouldn't have been able to just get passed easily by making another budget for this specific thing. They pull this gimmick inside of a veterans bill for veterans health care, and they decide to use that as a way to add $400 billion into the discretionary budget for whatever it is that they want to spend it on. And they're using it exactly for this purpose, because if you go and you look on Twitter at what people are all saying about this and veterans mad about it, of course, not all of them, veterans mad about this, John Stewart, he's mad about this, everyone else is too. Well, that's why they do it. That's why they stick it inside of this, because it, it, it takes some guts to decide to vote no on adding money to veterans health care. It, it does. And, and then it allows the other side to come out and say that you're cruel mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then then how do you argue against that right when somebody believes that you're just cruel to your core like how do you actually make an argument against that it's it's a very um intelligent manipulation oh yeah They're... it's 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 wonderful i'm i not wonderful that's wrong it's it's um I don't know the good word for it. It's it's masterful. I just it's impressive. I, impressive. That's I'm a good word. I'm impressed for it. every time we see this and they keep doing a better and better job at manipulating and lying and gaslighting uh, and projecting all the time. And I I always think that we've hit like peak gaslighting or peak manipulation. It turns out just keep squeezing up and up and up, you know. It's yep. like GameStop. And the live group wasn't paying attention, at least several of them weren't. So I'm going to to let you know that they did vote and pass it on June 16th. There was a clerical error the vote discovered. But I believe the vote was on uh, the vote was to bring it to the floor for an actual vote. You know they got to pass that 60 vote th- 60 vote threshold to yes. actually bring it up. It's like 84 to 14 or yeah, something like so that. Yeah, and so they voted to bring it to the floor basically and uh, there ended up being a clerical kick big error. Technical thing Congress uses, you know, mm-hmm. you got to be an insider to know what that is. Um, and so they had to vote again. Now, if they would have voted the first time, I believe that this part I'm not studied up on. Um, but uh, this time, this was not like an official passage. I think it was to bring it up again. Don't quote me on any of that stuff. Anyway, someone forgot to dot an I, 
and and cross their T on mm-hmm. the last one. They put the wrong date on it or something. That person probably got a raise, I bet. I was going to say they're going to get fired, and then I remember they work for the government, and yeah. so, no, they didn't get fired. They, they got, got an raise. extra week of vacation. Yeah, exactly. Their punishment. Paid, paid vacation. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Two weeks with pay. Now, <laughs> this is what you have to look forward to with Medicare for All. Wouldn't that be something? Exactly. Mm. All right, man. All right, y'all. Well, if you enjoyed today's episode, please hit that uh, plus button in the top right-hand corner of your podcasting app that you're on right now. Leave us a rating and review on Apple and Spotify. And then go to GodHatesFeds, GodHatesFeds.com. Pick yourself up one of them T-shirts, a puzzle, whatever else Nate's got up there for you. I put up a new design this weekend. On the front, it says, choose life, but the F is a gun. (laughs) (laughs) So it says, choose life. I don't know if it's an abortion shirt or a Second Amendment shirt, but we're just going to go with both. Yeah, it's both of those things. That's a Liberty (laughs) shirt is what that is. GodHatesFeds.com. That's H-E-A-T-E-S-F-E-D-E-S.com. If you go there, um, then we'll love you for it. If you do all of those things, share the show with a friend, a family member, and the children. We'll be back again tomorrow. Hope you have a good day and a good morning, Liberty. Liberty.